Alright, everyone, welcome back to the ET podcast. We're so 20. Bro, we don't have any music. <laughs> I fade the music in. Okay. It's, it's the magic of editing. I was, I was expecting it. It's the magic of editing. Until I can get like a MIDI pad controller. You can't hear the music right now, I can hear it. Oh, I can hear it. It's playing in my head. Loud noises. You're just not listening. Yeah. But. So, anyways, if you guys can't tell, we are still recovering from our previous week. Oh, um, I showed you some scars. He has a it. massive a bruise, bruise on his arm. Yeah, what were you doing? See, you, you have scars from camp. I have scars from my cat. Like, okay. Oh, I have a scar from today from your bottle opener, by the way. So. My Millennium Falcon uh, is, is a weapon. But yeah. But welcome, guys, to the ET Podcast. As you can see, we got two new people. Uh, so, two guests. Yes. Yeah, guests, not uh, staff. No, yeah. Or crew. We're not paying you. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you get paid okay. in a free water bottle. Uh, but yeah, it. so this is yeah. kind of <coughs> usual. Of course, my name is Eric. I'm Trey. And I'm Piper. And today with us we have uh, Matt Throne and Nate Rubin. Uh, Matt, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Why, why are you like this? Yeah, that was the most That was for your boys. Cool. Uh, Matt, okay. you want to give your a uh, little introduction of yeah. yourself? What? Why are you here on our episode of discipleship? I am here because I am these people's superior. Oh, just kidding. Yeah. I'm on staff at the center internship. We graduated. These so. guys all work with me on the promo team, and so <laughs> they just wanted to have me on. And yeah, pretty simple. I don't know. Cash. We work with each other a lot. It's all chill. It's all chill. Um. Y'all talk about me a lot, so <laughs> I finally oh, yeah, decided to, to come on. I'm here and I can finally fight Nate. This is Nate. Yeah. Who's that battle? No. Anyway, yeah, so these are our two guests, and let's get into it. Let's yeah. talk about yeah. camp. So, uh, well, not, well, first of all, I mean, just to Built some foundation, okay? Oh, yeah. so. Okay, no, okay. Let's, so let's we have finished out it. our uh, second year of yeah. Disciple Internship. We graduated last night, which Literally. is like, <laughs> yeah, that's throwing me off, man, because I'm like, well, that was two years of my life, and now it's... Gone. Cool. Well, not gone, oh, but well, like, yeah. I'm glad but, that's uh, how you look at it. No! <laughs> no, 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 no. Wasted! I'm, I'm not... Uh, whatever. It's no, he did tell me that it hasn't clicked for him yet last yeah. night. It so. just hasn't oh, yeah. registered that's fair, fully. That's fair. So. But, uh... Yeah, so that, that's fun. Yeah. But uh, before we graduated, we spent a week at summer camp uh, as part of our discipleship training, and it was a ride. Man. I feel it was like the ultimate test. Like, if you could handle this, <laughs> uh, you can handle the world. I can live through this. That's I can a live fair assessment. Yeah, yeah really you is. know what I mean? You're, you're yeah. the only one that had middle schoolers, right? Yeah, and uh, whew, that was I, fun. I, I feel like middle schoolers are harder than high schoolers. I, I it was, it's, it it was depends, something. It was, uh, no, I, I had a cabin of uh, girls from Sioux Falls, which was really fun because I uh, had connected with some of them when we were serving out in New Life yep. uh, back in May. Uh, but a, a couple of them were girls I had not met, and they were kind of a pill. Uh, oh, we, we, one of the big rules we had at camp was uh, no PDA, uh, pink and blue makes purple, no purple. And they were just giving Unless me a married, with that sort of thing. Like me. Hey, hey, just because your wife was at camp does not mean you were allowed to purple sure. that. I don't want to know. Sure. But, uh, yeah, well, how was how are your campers? How was your cabins? Well, go with... You got a lot of All of my guys were, like, hilarious, most of them. Uh, one guy, he made up an urban legend. Uh, you never shared that. You mentioned yeah, it earlier, but... The yeah. urban legend of Jim. So, like, I'm... Pastor Jim? No, 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 not Pastor Jim. Like Jim Although, that did... Legend. 
I don't think I have said the name Jim so many times. It was just hilarious. So basically, Jim is a skin stealer. Okay. I'm going to leave it at that. This is a Christian camp, but this was said. So no, 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 no. So whatever. Like Ed it just Huh? Ed Gein or whatever. Yeah. Are we talking serial killer, skin stealer, or are we talking more like supernatural? Like, like all everything. Okay, everything, yeah, yeah. basically. Wow. And they <clears throat> made up a legend that Pastor Dustin went down into the dining hall <clears throat> to shower, but Jim got him. So it wasn't actually Pastor Dustin that came back up. Is that's the reason why he wears leopard print shirts? That's actually what Jim is Shout out to leopard print. Jim is into leopard print, apparently. Well, because it's a skin. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Wow. So it's not a fashion choice; it's a lifestyle. Yeah. So anybody could be Jim. You never know. Brandon was your co-counsel, right? Yes. Yeah. I think I walked in the one time I walked into your guys' cabin. We had a trial. Because I had to get my phone. You guys were doing a trial. Yeah. yeah. And Yosh was like in there. Yosh was a counselor <laughs> and went on trial. Okay, can like, you explain the trial? You, wait, 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 what, seriously? Was the, what was the trial? <laughs> Alright, so Yosh thought Yosh. it would be a good idea because there was one of our uh, me and Brandon's kids in our cabin that was trying to get this girl. Oh. And Yosh no jumped out man. the window and was like, Maybe you should get like a ring pop or something and propose to her. Yosh! So Yosh got on trial, boy, and so, Whoa, so yeah. Yosh was trying to get the girl too. No, 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 no. He suggested we need to throw Yosh that our kid get oh. a ring pop oh. and propose to. So that's where I thought you said no, Yosh was on no. trial. No, if Yosh encouraged it, if no, Yosh did that, so he was. Yosh no. Was he the pr- primary defendant or was the guy? The Somebody defended him, and then they were like, "You're screwed." I, I got Yosh or the boy. Like, no, uh, well, the boy he went, he went on trial that? too for a separate reason. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's crazy. Yeah. What was Yosh's defense? Did he have a defense or was there? He's target? just like it was just a joke. You know? like, <laughs> but that wasn't good enough, so he lost wow. the trial. He had to do uh, twenty push-ups and. A certain amount of time. Oh, That's so, dude. and he pulled. He he did he it. Pulled so, it out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Then there was another guy who went on trial because he made up Jim. He made up the oh, guy yeah, who yeah. created Jim went on trial. Went too far as well. Yeah. Wow. So. That's crazy. Because wow. I woke up the next morning, <clears throat> and he took the glow sticks, and put high tray like when I got out <laughs> the shower. That's crazy. I came back in the yeah. cabin, and he put. Hi, Trey. And then it said Jim up under there. Up under my name. Okay, well, what was, was, what like, was that whisper? Wait. I was just telling you. You just revealed the identity. Oh, oh you know who? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. That's I why it's that funny. Kid. He I is so. Kid. He's awesome. We were just talking to him like a half hour ago. Oh, my God. He's awesome. <laughs> That's crazy. They yeah. were, those were freshmen, right? No, I think they were going to 10th grade. I had one kid. Um, His brother was in my cabin also, but that particular kid he was going into the seventh grade i think okay so i don't know what the deal was with yeah. that but you know. yeah anyway but you're, you're uh my my guys were i feel like <laughs> I, I get no like i feel like i got like a mixture of like everything because what what grade level did you have uh senior what but, yeah like senior senior well no like no like high. like like high school yeah, well, senior high. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were going into sophomore year too. I thought. Yeah, like some were going yeah. to sophomore, some were going to junior. Yeah, mine uh, were like seventh grade through tenth grade, yeah, so I yeah. had a range. Totally. But, yeah, but like I said, I feel like I got a mixture of a lot because I had like 
bad boys, I had good boys, and then between boys type of thing. So, <laughs> but I mean, I loved them all. They they were pretty cool, honestly. Like I learned a lot, and I okay. never. Well, Sorry, I heard a rumor that you did morning jogs with them. Is that oh true? yeah, I did. I did. How did that go? That was pretty good, actually. They were all all for it. They really liked it. That's no, good. They weren't. <laughs> I guess not then, but. It's just like, I, they said to me that they liked it, but how far did you guys run? Uh we just went down to the beach and then back. Nice, mm. but some didn't. I, I know I'm a boy, I you know, <laughs> because I mean there, there were some people complaining, especially uh, I love him, but Matthew Don't. he was complaining. Yeah, Matthew. Oh. Oh, wow. I connected with Matthew on the bus what? ride over. Come on, Matthew. Don't how do you know he's not just trapped in there, Because I know who he is. That's funny. Hey, that's just a name drop. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't name drop. It's fine. No, no, no. See, I, I, I think like it's fair he, if it's positive. Yeah, him like, name dropping the kid not liking no, talking yeah, is worse than like if you No, it's because, okay, I, I, I loved him a lot. Because, I mean, he's a great kid. He's a, he's, a, he's a good guy. Yeah. Um, but everybody, like, it was just fun. Uh, I learned a lot from them and actually did a lot of crazy things that I never thought I would do. Okay, but speaking of crazy <laughs> things, what, why was your idea to bring what are the odds to a youth camp. It's oh. funny. Okay, okay, so what are the odds is this funny. game that we've been playing all year in DI uh, that you basically met, make bets with your friends and challenge each other. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. What are the odds for camp goes back further than uh, our internship year? Okay, okay. I, last, I thought you brought it. No, no, so no. I last, like... Well, I brought it back. Okay, cool. But last year our boys were playing and one of our campers will remain nameless. Um, he lost oh one. God. Uh, last year he had to pee in the sink. Um, nice. So wait, like I, the bathroom sink. I'm like, yeah. The, okay. Yeah, the sink. And so I'm like, guys. So this camper didn't do it last year. <laughs> He's still got to live up to it. And everyone's like, oh, I forgot about that. Do, 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 do. And then it started up again with our cabin, and then spread mm. throughout the crazy. entire camp. And pretty soon everyone was playing it. And See, were you guys like, I, like a whole night was like dedicated to like, what are the odds? Well, no, we, well, Nate and I's cabins was like the same friend group, yeah. Yeah. and so like they were always playing between each other, but we, I would say the primary, primarily the time that we played the most was at night, like when mm -hmm. we were about to go to bed, mm -hmm. so there's nothing else to do, like with mm -hmm. the yeah. lights off, for the next day, um, but it was throughout the <laughs> we, camp. Yeah, we'd make them for the next day, yeah. like going into breakfast. So it'd be like two in the morning, and we'd be doing what are the odds while people are trying to sleep mm -hmm. for the next day. <laughs> like one of my guys, um, I can name drop because it's good, but Nati... You better be watching this. You got the group text. He, um, <laughs> I, what are the odds, Tim? I think it was one in 15 or something. Oh, dang. But it was to pack everything up the next morning at breakfast and come down to the, to breakfast, like thinking, like him thinking that oh, the my camp's gosh. over. So, like, everyone was asking, like, Dante, are you okay? He's like, yeah, like, aren't we leaving? Like, we're leaving today, right? Like, what time are we leaving? Everyone's like, no, we're not. And then he, like, it morphed into like this urban legend where like he was going home early and he just didn't say anything. So like everyone was wondering, like people throughout the whole day were wondering, like why is Nati going home? And the only thing he said was like, I don't want to talk about it right now. Yeah, so it was so funny. That's so more, like, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. There, yeah, was, a, was, there was a point where like everyone figured it out except for Ethan Montgomery. Yep. And he was like, he came up to me because we are on the same Captain Marvel team. Yeah. Yep. And he was like, dude. They're sending Nati home. Apparently, he was saying some inappropriate stuff during one of the odds. What? And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I'm like, what was so bad? And I'm like, Justin wouldn't send him home. And then I took him out, and then Nati's like, hey, man, can I talk to you in private? And Ethan's out there. I come back, I'm like, Ethan, man, it's not looking good. And Ethan's like, <laughs> The same right, man. The same yes. right. We're gonna lose there, the games. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. his concern. We had, yeah, yeah. That is crazy. I had this camper. His name's Paul. Paul, if you're watching this. I told you this. I can't, but you made me laugh. I like that you're looking at all three of the cameras. You made me laugh. Whatever camera it's at. I'll do this one. You made me laugh more than any single person has in a week. Wow. Ever. Dang. He was so funny, guys. Like, can he we, has an wait, answer for everything. Can we, can we bring up when we did the chants and stuff? No. We can't oh, bring the, it up. The Captain oh, America. Oh, okay, Captain no. America. Okay, no, 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 no. Okay, what? So... Wait, you, you were had, there, okay, right? No, oh, I was junior high. You wasn't in my team. I, I had oh, junior sorry, high team, so I didn't know, yeah. like, anything that well, happened senior high. So I basically, they were being judged. You know how we had the chance and all that. And Every was team, team was a superhero. Yeah, he was on Team Captain America. And apparently, I guess, he didn't get the score that he wanted. He got a six team. from a certain oh. judge. Yeah. yeah, and a certain judge so, was... You know, gave him the score or whatever, and he was like, "You're a communist." Oh, that, oh, and that. they switched so it quickly to a one. Yeah. No, yeah. So and, he but, changed the score from. And he like thought six it was funny because he's like, "Yeah, Hydra, like they're communists, and Captain America, like <laughs> that." Was, that makes sense. It was but super it, silent when he said it. Too. He was oh, like, yeah. "Yeah, you call me," and everyone was like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, but speaking like, of Paul, I got him on a one twenty. <laughs> so we were at uh, camp. Can we say the camp we were at? That's yeah. fine, right? We were at Camp Shamanoff. And there was like a ton of staff members, like a ton, and they were all like in height. They're like I think even some younger ones, but yeah. high schoolers, yeah, high college school age college, kids, yeah. all that stuff, right? A ton of their own staff, because usually they're the ones being the counselors running their own camps. And I got them on what are the odds? Because every meal they sit together outside of the lodge. Uh, they they all sit together. I got them on one in twenty that he had to t- eat lunch with the camp Shamanot people, and it was so funny because if you know Paul. He's like a guy that just laughs all the time. He's always making jokes. And when he went out there, he sat and just like looked off in the distance and just ate. And he didn't say anything. We were watching him through the window. Oh, it was man. so funny. It was like he was so out of his own element. He was so uncomfortable. It was hilarious. Did you guys record oh, this? Did any, any no, we never recorded record that one. No, we didn't man. record it. It was so funny though. Like there was, there was one. And here's a story. So, oh, this so, is the all right. Speak up so the mic is, actually catches. So Denise. If you're if you're listening, which I hope you are, because you should be supporting your husband, um, <laughs> this is the story that you been wanting to hear. So, one of my boys, will remain nameless. I love you. Please. <laughs> His name is now Glenn for the purposes of this story. Glenn. Glenn. I like Dietrich. Um, Dietrich. Because he looks like he could be a Dietrich. Um, oh my gosh. All right. So Dietrich. Um, they're playing What Are the Odds? So it's 4.30. We just got done playing Mafia with 45 4.30 in the morning. 4.30 in the morning. So me and Matt... Last uh, night at camp. Yeah, me and Matt, uh, we went to bed. We knocked out. Um, but everyone else, they stayed out. And it's the one night that Justin isn't uh, on patrol. They were supposed right. to go to bed. They're playing What Are the Odds? And, <laughs> like... Okay. They're, like... They're taking things, like, far. But they're doing, like, one out of two the entire time. So somebody has to do it. Like, one of them had to, like... Put his hand like elbow deep in a toilet and he did it um and then <laughs> one other one's like what are the odds you take a kayak you go you row over to the water trampoline and you take a dump on it and he was like one out of two and then dietrich lost so dietrich gets on the kayak he rows over there and they took oh, a video of man. this oh, he gets God. up on the trampoline and on the video, all you see is just, and then it bounces, and then it stops. So he took a dump on the water trampoline. Um, and when I heard this, I was trying not to laugh, but I was also like, okay, that's not cool. I was also kind of upset at the same yeah. time. Because um, there's like, there's a line. Like, it's not, 
it's not like as big of a deal as I as I made it to be with him, but yeah. it was still crossing the line. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know what? Let me mess with him a little bit, um, but at the same time, like getting, um, you know, showing him a lesson or like giving yeah, him a lesson yeah. or something. Nice. Like that. Yeah. Um, so I go up there. I'm like, Dietrich, you will not leave this lunchroom without speaking to me. He's like, okay. Goes downstairs. This I is sit, the next morning. Yeah, this is the next morning. Uh, they pulled an all nighter. Wait, so they left it there. Like, yeah, we didn't hear about it till the morning. Yeah, we, we didn't, didn't hear about it. We didn't know they were out. Wow. Okay. Let's so, go to bed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, All right. Man. Go downstairs. <clears throat> He's standing probably where Pip is. And I'm right here eating. I'm just looking at him. Like, you know, eating. I'm like, Dietrich, let's take a walk. So we're walking down the beach. And I'm like, so what happened last night? He's like, uh, so we're playing, like, what are the odds? And I lost and I had to pee off the dock. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, lie to me again. And he's yeah. like, oh, I pooped on the trampoline. <laughs> I'm like, that's what I thought. And I'm like, what were you thinking? Like, did it feel like a good idea at the time? He's like, no, I knew I shouldn't have done it. But, you know, peer pressure, everyone was pressing me to do it. I'm like, I'm not happy with them either that they let you do that. Um, and so we're walking down there and I keep, I'm like talking to him about leadership. Because the last night he was talking about how he wants to grow as a leader and an influencer right. and all that type of stuff. Um, so I'm talking with him. We get down to the dock. I'm like, is that it right there? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. I'm like, this is what you're going to do. You're going to run up to the cafeteria. You're going to grab all the cleaning supplies you need to clean it up. And then you're going to sprint back down here. You're going to swim out there. You're going to clean it up. You're not going to throw it in the lake. You're going to take it and you're going to throw it in the trash. He's like, okay. I'm like, you got five minutes. Go. And he starts booking it. Comes back down. Um, he goes on the dock in the waves. So it's cold and it's windy this morning. Dude, and it's a legit lake. Yeah, <coughs> like there was lake. waves and his head went under a couple times. I'm like, oh, crap. I'm like, Wait, you made him swim. How did he have yeah, the clean surprise? He's holding it up? <laughs> well, it was just no, half towels, right? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. And his head went under a couple times. And he got on the trampoline. And I don't know why I didn't do this because the trampoline was attached by a string to the dock. So he could have just pulled the string and pulled the trampoline, <laughs> which is what I was expecting him to do. But no, he jumped in the water. And he got there, and his paper towels are all dissolved at this point. So he goes and he picks it up, and he takes the other one. He's like wiping it like this, but he's just smearing it around the trampoline some more. And he hops. Oh, sorry. This. Before he picks it up, he's like bending over like this, and I'm at the edge of the dock. And I'm like, Dietrich. And he's like, huh? And um, I'm like, what do you want to be remembered as when you graduate? What do you want to be remembered as when you leave this camp? Because right now, you're remembered as that kid that pooped on the water trampoline. <laughs> and that's what I actually have him saved in my phone right now. Um, <laughs> the kid who pooped on the water trampoline? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, And I'm like, because that's your legacy right now. You pooped oh on the trampoline. Oh and he's God. like, no. And then he picks it up and he's wiping it and then he yeah. swims back. Yeah. And he gets up so off the gross. dock, and he comes, and I, like, the paper towel was dissolved, or, like, washed away so in the water. Little, little, little. So he had a doo-doo in his uh. hand, <laughs> and he goes, and he tosses it. Um, I'm talking to him some more. We're walking up. I'm like, look, you're going to go up, and you're going to tell Camp Sham and the staff what you did. You're going to apologize, so no one goes on the trampoline and slips in your crap. Uh, and he's like, okay. And... Pretend this water bottle is Camp Sham on a staff. We're walking up and this older staff member is right here. And we're coming. And as we get closer, this is him. <laughs> and he's breathing heavy because he doesn't want to tell them. We get back up to the cafeteria. I'm like, wait out here. Go inside. 
Uh, I'm like, I'm gonna tell John. Yeah. He's like, okay. Uh, go tell John. John starts cracking up. He's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) What did this kid do? And um, he's like, well, make him go pick it up. I'm like, I did. He's like, okay. And John goes and tells Dustin. Dustin starts cracking up. Um, Dustin goes out and talks with him. um, And he's like, as punishment, you have to ride home with the junior hires. So that was brutal. So, yeah, then he went home. Or we're driving home. He rode home with the junior hires. He gets off the bus. um, I'm like, Dietrich. I almost said his name right there. I'm like, Dietrich. What are you feeling? He's like, man, Nate, honestly, man, I'm so sorry. Like, I just feel so bad. I don't want you to be mad or disappointed at me, man. Like, I'm, I'll never do it again. Da, 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 da. And then I looked at him. I'm like, okay, because I'm not actually that mad. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not that mad. And he like, it took him a while to get out of it. He was like, he was like man. I was thinking about that for the whole two-hour bus ride, man. I couldn't oh get gosh. that out of my head. Like, Damn, he's like that was eating away at me, man. Like, I'll never do something like that again. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I was, I was taking it harder than what I really felt on him. But at he the same, time, he needed yeah, it because yeah. he tends, he, to, he tends to take. He things. loves to just push the envelope, like yeah. see how far it can go. Yeah. So he needed it, and he he got the message. Um, I hope if not, <laughs> Dietrich. You're going to have to learn some other type of way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but I love that, like, throughout that whole thing, That's you were so talking crazy. to him about what it looks like to be a leader and what, like... That's true. That whole thing. Because uh, that's actually why uh, I wanted to bring you guys on for this episode of the podcast. Uh, just to kind of get what your perspective of leadership and discipleship yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Especially because uh, you graduated... Can you relax? <laughs> I picked up bad habits from you. I'm sorry. Just, uh, but yeah, because you graduated two years ago now? Yep, 2017. And uh, you've been with us this full two years as well. Yep. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of have... All of yeah. us share our perspectives. I mean, we got into it the past three episodes, but kind yeah, of getting yeah. a perspective from another intern and from staff. So, yeah. Uh, so let's take it from, from Matt. Like from you, uh, after graduating in this two years that you've been out of DI, like what's your perspective in, in leadership and all this stuff? Well, I think, I mean, leadership's something that you could like do you could endlessly talk about it and it's oh, yeah. like right. yeah. so I just want to take one angle of it and like start from there and that's if unless I wouldn't even think about being a leader until you know how to communicate with people and connect with people Yeah. and so like for example with that story if Nate like Nate is not in a leadership position with that kid at least in a healthy leadership position because um, Pastor Mac talks about all the time the most the, the lowest form of leadership is um, positional leadership. So yeah. just because you have a title of counselor doesn't make you an effective influencer or oh, leader, yeah. right? right? And so if Nate wouldn't have taken the time throughout camp to connect with Dietrich and to connect with those kids, then that would have just been a correction and he would have just felt like, oh, people are strict, like people don't really care about me or whatever. And so I would say like what I've learned with leadership is the better I can get at connecting with people and loving on people and, and building relationships with people, the more of a leadership role I can take in their life. But until I'm able to, for like, so it's like, for me, it's before I even think about leadership or influencing people, I just think about connecting and trying to love on people and make and build a relationship. That's good. Um, because I don't know, like, just if you don't do that, you're just going to become someone who is all about rules and regulations and doing this or that without any type of connection with that person, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it just become, I mean, it really does come back down to like, just cool, you know, right or wrong, you know, like 
You're just telling me what to do and that's it. You know, you're never going to impact someone in mm-hmm. like that may bring temporary uh, results, but it's kind of like with law and grace, like that's not going to bring everlasting results in a person's life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. To be a leader, you have to have influence and for influence, you have to have a relationship. Yeah. 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 And to have a relationship, you got to connect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like that's even great. with camp, like me and Nate talked about this, but one thing I think because our boys, like, shout out this Friday, we're all getting together at my house. We're going to, like, have a pool party and play some mafia nice. and stuff. But, like, the reason those guys want to do that is because the first couple of days, we didn't major on all the stuff they can or can't do. Right. We majored on getting to know them and having fun with them and relating with them. Mm-hmm. And if you think about, like, Jesus, Jesus was the most relatable. Like, everyone wanted to know Jesus. Yeah. Jesus was the most relatable person there was. Like, he met you at your level before anything, you know? And so, like, that's why I think Nate and I were, were able to have such a, a successful ca- uh, camp with our with our campers is because before anything, before we ever talked about any of the rules or even, like, corrected them, we got to know them and we built a relationship with them. We connected with them, you know? So yeah, that's what leadership means to me. I mean, obviously, there's so many. You can always be growing in leadership, but you will never be able to start until you can connect with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. What about you, Nate? What was the question again? <laughs> what, what's your perspective on like what what does leadership or discipleship uh, or, mean yeah. to you? Or even what you learned throughout this uh, two years of. Oh, inter- I was gonna of, tap on that later, but. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah well, leadership. Um, I'll, I'll say the biggest thing for me um, with leadership: you cannot be an effective leader if you do not have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, sure. Like the biggest thing for me, and this is. You know, when my uh, second year sermon was on, um, is having that relationship with God. Yeah. Because He's going to lead you um, in all things. You know, um, He's never going to leave you hanging. He's going to be with you wherever you go. Um, and you need to build that relationship so you can rely on Him and hear His voice in any situation that you might be in. You know, because with without God, without you making God a part of your everyday life, you know, it's hard right. to go. Mm-hmm. It's hard oh, to go yeah. anywhere. Yeah, you won't even you know? be able to be able to love people. No, right? you won't be able to love people the way that God loves people. If you don't love people, you're not going to be an effective leader. Because yeah. Jesus served. Mm-hmm. Jesus served. Uh, who was it? James Tan was just talking about how Jesus was serving um, at the lowest point. So the servants and uh, I forgot what he was talking about, but yeah. the uh, lowest servant, the lowest was, servant the was the one that washed the feet and the oh, it was John Bevere John Bevere yeah, John, yeah, John Bevere sorry anyway yeah too many guest speakers in the yeah. last week um, John Bevere was talking about that and you know they walk and they have uh, they only had sandals so their feet were open and they have horses driving so it's you know they got like uh, doo-doo on their feet and urine, all this urine all this, all this other crap on their feet so the lowest Dirt, servant yeah. Uh, servant um, would always wash the feet, um, and that's what Jesus did with, uh, you know, with the disciples and with Peter. He's like, "Let me wash your feet." Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus was serving um, at the at the lowest yeah. form, um, and to be a leader, you have to serve. Yeah. You know, um, and by serving, you gain influence mm-hmm. and respect as well. That's good. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you and it's also a way to. Uh, um, have empathy or show compassion to those that um, you're leading. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like for me, it's all about my relationship with God because I would not be where I am today if I did not take time to build that relationship with God. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, right. taking time just to practice hearing His voice, 
so that when I do need to make a decision or something does come up, I hear it. You know what I'm saying? Um, So the biggest thing for me that I've learned from leadership and discipleship is just to have a relationship with God. That's good. I love that too because anyone can just, like it's great to have fun and we had so much fun with our campers, but anyone, any, anyone at our age could just like have fun with the campers and act like another camper. Right. But I think where the rubber met the road was that you're like, there were certain moments where we were both able to then transition into the part where it's like, we care more about their well being than just having fun. And so we would then like impart something into them or correct them, you know, That's right. yeah. but without that relationship with God, it's going to be so hard to be like, okay, how do I, you, you're kind of on one side. You're either just a strict person that has no relationship or you just have fun with them all the time, but you never correct them to do something or like help or help them grow, you know? Right. And so that's where it was super important because you had to be, you had to um, just be led in that area because there wasn't a rule book for what do you do when one of your campers poops on a garage yeah, yeah. was You like, know, like there's not a... Leadership <laughs> is so gray. It's yeah. not black and white. It's, it's never black There's and no, white. Yeah. no... Yeah. Because you could have, you could have pulled like 15 different great leaders what would you do in this situation? And they probably all, all would have said 15 different things, yeah. Yeah. depending on their style. I mean, you know? it's, it's kind of like the situation that I had that I told y'all about when we were in the gym yeah. with yeah. those two campers yeah. or the group of guys and then the yeah. one guy, like, he was about to get hands and feet put on him. Yep. You know, oh. and I was like, <clears throat> I didn't know what to do. So I pulled one guy to the side, pulled the other guy to the side. I basically po- told them the same thing. I was like, look, it's past like racial stuff because one of them said something racial yeah and uh so i was like it's past that we're christians we have to be better than that like i mean the bible says that the world will know that we're gods by the love that we have for one another so it's like you guys aren't showing love to one another obviously so i mean how is the world gonna know so i was like we have to move past that we have to be better than that you know and so i mean unfortunately i had to take it you know all the way there Pastor John and stuff, but I mean, at the same time, though, I, I feel like that was what I was led to say in that moment. Cause yeah, that I was, didn't, you know, that was good. You were led yeah. because I don't know if I've told you, but that yeah. night or the last night of service, I ended oh, yeah. up praying for that kid. Yeah, that, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, had said those things, mm-hmm. and I firmly believe this is something I talked about throughout the camp. But I firmly believe if you would have handled that in a way where you just came at him, mm-hmm. his heart would have been shut off before right. service. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you were able to, like, be led mm-hmm. and not let your emotions overtake you and, like, speak, like, love, the truth and love to him, yeah. able to, was, allowed him to have his heart continue to be open for service. And at mm-hmm. service, yeah. this kid was bawling. Wow. And I started praying for him. That's crazy. And basically, the Lord just expressed how much God loved him to him. Yeah, that's good. And basically, what we found out was that, what I found out through praying for him was that this kid did not know that God loved him. Wow. Okay. He didn't know that... He thought he had only known being hurt, and he had only known, uh, honestly, just that a father didn't really care about him, and he had to do stuff to be recognized, and, and he didn't know that he was enough. Wow. And so, like, but if but Trey, like, you had to be, like, you obviously were led in that moment, because if, if you had reacted in a different way... Who knows if that moment happens because his heart's too far away. Right. You know? And so right. that's why those moments, they look small, but they're so important because mm-hmm. it was something that you were able to um, keep his heart open, you know? Right. And that's why it's so important. Like, that's why the Bible talks about, like, if you want to be in leadership, 
like get your crap together because it's not just <laughs> affecting you it's affecting these people's lives yeah, right. and if you don't have your crap together and you're in a position of leadership mm-hmm. you affect this kid now we not, and God wants to touch him in this service and show him his love to change his life forever but because you don't have your crap together you shut that off right yeah, yeah. right you know <clears throat> so crazy. it really does come back to the relationship with God Nate though it, it does because yeah. you there was again there wasn't a rule book for, rule book for that right oh, yeah, yeah you know? like I mean how else do you handle that situation other than you know hearing from God Honestly, leadership so much. You okay? If you want to be a leader, you have to care more about other someone else's well-being, someone else's well-being, and someone else's call that they have in their life, and someone else's heart more than your own gain. Yeah, and that's why I think people get it wrong. Is people like, especially young people, they're like, "Yeah, I want to lead. I want to be on stage. I want to do this stuff." But it's like, why do you want to do that? If if it's because you want to be heard. And you're not already doing these things on a level where no one's around, then you really need to check your heart and figure out what what your motives actually are. You know, because yeah. mm-hmm. leadership isn't easy. Like it's not like it gets. I don't know. It's not this glamorous thing. I don't think. If anything, it's hard because you're it putting is. these people's these other people's interests ahead of your own. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. And I think that's a good uh, that's a good marker for if someone. Is in the right is in the right place in the leadership or not? Is if they really care more about the people that they're because you're serving these people, you care right. more about them <clears throat> than you do about your own what you can get from them. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's like what John Bevere was saying also about you know even like being married or whatever. You put your wife or your husband's uh, needs before your own and stuff. And he was like, you know, if your wife, if you guys like perfect example, me and Denise are looking for a house right now. Mm-hmm. There's like a house she likes, a house I don't like, but ultimately <laughs> I need to just get on board with the house that she likes, because honestly, it the Bible like he was saying the Bible talks about how the man <clears throat> is the head of the household and all that. Well, really, what that means is he's like the ultimate server. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, wow, that's yeah. Deep. and you don't have to feel okay. So when Shannon and I got married. I didn't realize how selfish I was till I got married. Yeah. Because when you're a yeah. bachelor, you can make any decision you want. Right. You can do whatever you want, whatever you want to. And so it's okay if you become a leader or when you get married and you realize like you are pretty selfish, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's a matter of t- like cuz there are sometimes you get in a position before you get in that position you don't know um it really exposes some things in you you didn't know were there. Mm-hmm. And so it's okay if you get in a leadership position and you realize, shoot, like I kind of did want this for like the, the gain or whatever, mm-hmm. or for the reaction or whatever. Yeah. But it's like what you do with that, just like in marriage, like what you do with um, that selfishness or whatever you may, may come to the, the surface um, is really going to make or break everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's really going to determine, like, are you going to stay in that position or not? Dang. You know? Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah, there's sometimes you don't know everything about yourself till you like it takes that position of leadership to realize a place in your heart. But until you can, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I would just Dang. just start loving people now. Like, yeah. what's why do you have to wait till you have a stage and a mic? No, you see people everywhere. Right. Yeah. Well, and so much of this kind of uh, hits on kind of the next question I wanted to ask because you you were talking about uh, having grown in your relationship with God or having discovered like how to live selflessly or like a whole myriad of other things that we've touched on that have just kind of like pinged in my head. But uh, what are some things uh, when you came through the internship program, going through the discipleship process that you were looking to learn and some of the things that you maybe weren't expecting to learn, but 
discovered right. along the way. Yeah, like for me it was like literally what I talked about yesterday. Like the decision that we that you take because everything especially committing to something like either Mm -hmm. committing to a marriage or whatever like it's a decision and based on your decision is like it's gonna end up like with the results and for me at that point when i was like why am i doing this is like it brought me to that verse in john six that literally it was a decision that they that uh, there's two kinds of people and actually i taught this to to my um to my uh yeah, on episode two to, or whatever of the series, I think you touched on it too. Yeah, but to my kids uh, during uh, during a camp, nice. and, and I told them, hey, you, you guys don't want to be like the 95%. Yeah. And it's all based on your decision because even though Jesus, like, in, in the chapter talks about how Jesus knew who was going to betray him mm-hmm. and who was going to, like, for, stay with him, and yet he gave him the opportunity to to be with them even though the mistakes that they were going to go over or (coughs) peter denying uh him or judah's betraying him so dang i forget what i was gonna say anyways like i said just what they were in the 95 percent no but yeah it's just the decision that they took and, and for me it was that like before coming into di i didn't want to because I knew the commitment that it had to, like, that you had mm-hmm. to bring into yeah. it. That it wasn't just like, okay, yeah, and, and plus, you're going to get into an internship that you have to pay for. You know, like, who does yeah. that? <laughs> you know it's what I mean? And yeah. and just being able to, and I was afraid of, of letting uh, letting go of my lifestyle that I was living. I, I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to do this. I'm comfortable. I, you know, I go mm. to church, quote unquote type of thing but i don't want to commit like you know and, and i didn't want to do that but eventually he he touched me and it was like you know you have to it, because i was like against the wall you know yeah and i needed to to make a decision and by making the decision obviously you know you learn through that process through that journey and for me it was like wow like i reflect back and think what what would my what where would i be if yeah if I wouldn't make the decision, like, would I still be in church or would I even be helping my parents yeah. do what they're doing? Or Dang. would I even be meeting great people like you guys or doing yeah. the stuff like doing a podcast? Like, yeah. where would I be literally? Yeah, and that's right, what, and that's right. what Peter, Peter tells Jesus, like, where would we go? Like, we have nowhere else to go. Because yeah. yeah. I, I bet they wouldn't have said that before they were with Jesus, you know? Oh, yeah. right. It's like, it's because they've been revealed, like, wow, life with Jesus. It doesn't compare, like, Fishing, exactly. whatever doesn't compare to that. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and, and it's just like, and and not and that like because they had businesses, they had families, they have a, they had a lot of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They and had places like other places they could go. Exactly, you know, their mind. And they were like, no, this is way better. Like he says, you have you. We know that you are the son of God. Like you have the words of eternal life. Like what's much better than just being with you? Yeah. And yeah. at that point when i was down there like i was just okay you know even though i want to quit even though i committed a lot of mistakes there's no other way that i can go mm-hmm. and even after like graduating now like it took me probably like three quarters into di to actually learn this you know like mm-hmm. almost towards the end but it's still it's still the same because i'm not going to give for granted all those years and a half that i spent in di because they were worth it Mm-hmm. All the things that I went through or that I learned, 
it was so worth it. And now moving yep. on forward, like it's just being able to serve people. And that's literally what we learned, like to abide in him, have a relationship with him and know that we are sons and soldiers of God. But what yeah. to serve people, we have that strength and we became conquerors to liberate people. Mm-hmm. And liberating people is not just like, okay, freeing them, whatever, but actually being able to serve them and that breaking down the walls of, uh, of hate or um, whatever, just breaking down those walls and just serving them and showing them, hey, look, there are people out there that are willing to sacrifice whatever it takes for you to like help you accomplish whatever you want to do. And, and just moving on forward is like, there's no other way where we can go, but just keep going and going and going. So yeah, yeah that, for me, that's, that's just, good. that's it, just a decision. That's good. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I was going to say, I mean, it was kind of like that for me too, because I came into the internship and I was like, I just want a better heart, you know, and I want to, you know, get closer to God. And, but what I didn't realize was like, I guess the label of it or whatever. It's like, I learned how to, how to be in his presence more. Yeah. And like, cause that's where you get the most things, you know, or that's where you build your relationship with God is sitting in his presence. Yeah. So I learned to be in his presence. I learned about, um, like having relationships with people and stuff. Um, and that was one of the things Pastor Terrence t- said to me. He was like, I think one of the things for you coming into the internship is probably going to be the relationships that you establish with people. That's good. Yep. <laughs> and so that's funny. And so here we are with podcasts and stuff. Good, yeah. You know, like, awesome. I mean, so, yeah. And then, I mean, it's a whole lot of other stuff too, but those are the things I can think of mm-hmm. specifically at the moment. Um, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean that that's how it was for me. Um I think another thing too is just like I just really appreciated the classes. Yeah. Like uh God's generals and the sons and soldiers class, the covenant class, even though I kinda knew about that already a little bit, but the depth that Pastor Terrence went in, um yeah. uh went into about that subject. Uh, that was good and then also like how he lives in John 15 you know that was that was eye opening too Um, so it's just a whole heap of things that I've learned like so it's it's really funny uh, that you guys say you talked about serving others (coughs) and you mentioned like the relationships that you built through DI mm-hmm. and like when when Terrence called me and was like hey you're coming to DI this year right uh, at the start of 2017 oh, wow. I was just kind of in this uh, point of okay what next and I thought it was like okay I'm gonna come to DI and learn all of these technical skills from the TV and media course and I, I just really had like my blinders on to like my goal my vision what I wanted to do yeah. and like had no idea the heart change that I had to go through uh, just towards people in general because mm-hmm. uh, I've always been kind of an introverted person a very guarded person a very like in my shell person and through like the course of DI God's really kind of cracked that open and showed me how badly like we need people yeah. like we're, we're not meant to go through life alone That's we're good. not meant to mm-hmm. achieve our dreams alone we're mm-hmm. not meant to like yep. just be in a bubble and that that was something I really had to overcome and really yeah. had to like check my heart a lot on but if yeah. I hadn't like left the the TV course as it were, like I would have never gained all like 
the the TV skills I did through working with you on all of the social media stuff, Matt, or through yeah. working with you guys here on the podcast, or yeah, like everything yeah. else we've done for the promo team. That's crazy. Like yeah. has taught me so much more about like what it means to work as a team, mm-hmm. what it means to uh, I don't know, just like. Having a common goal and being able to work to it and press towards it, yeah. Yeah. and yeah, it's it's crazy because like uh, again, I had my blinders on. Like I'm gonna learn X, Y, and Z through working in a cave down in the the back of the church yeah. where no one ever has to interact <laughs> with me and I don't have to see anyone. It's beautiful, yeah. but uh, no, okay, nice. through being up, doing what I do with all of you, like God has shown me yeah, so awesome. much. Yeah, and, yeah. So it's That's funny. Amazing. It's funny you say that because like. The common theme I see, and it was for myself too, is when someone comes into the, in the internship, they know they're called, but they kind of fill in the blanks with why they're supposed to be there, mm-hmm. and it usually has to deal like 99% with themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's something that James Tan talks about, that an elementary level of, ex- of interpreting this life is, yes, God has a plan for you, but the next mature stage of Christianity is that God has a plan for this world, mm-hmm. That's good. And, and he wants to use you to reach it. And it's funny you say that because I came into my internship or into my internship experience thinking like I want to do these rallies in school, do all this stuff, which is great, but I just wanted to do it. I see you. (laughs) Yeah. I just wanted to do it. And I just didn't really like, I didn't want to collaborate. I didn't, I just wanted to, it was really about me. Yeah. And it's funny how, it's funny how like God doesn't want the, the majority, like, how many people are actually like Pastor Mac where they're called to it for a vision and people are supposed to come around them? Like, mm-hmm. if we're thinking, like, st- mm-hmm. statistically, we wouldn't get much done if everyone was a Pastor Mac. Right. Yeah. It takes yeah. so much underneath, you know, and so, and there's obviously levels of, like, your calling and everything. Yeah. There's different seasons and stuff, but I would say that a huge thing I didn't expect to learn was that it's not as much about me as I thought it was. And, you know, the... It sounds scary to say that, but when you know how loved you are and how much you're cared for by your father, you don't have to make things about you because you already know you're taken care of and that you can worry more, more about other people. Right. You know? Yeah. And so that's where it's like, if you ever get, because even just saying that, people can be like, oh, but like, it needs to be about me because God has a plan for me. And it's like, yeah, that's true. That's awesome. But once you understand how much he loves you, he'll always take care of you. You can take your focus off of you and onto the people yeah. and start allowing him to show you how to love people. Mm-hmm. Um, and one last thing I want to say about that, something I totally didn't expect in disciple internship was I graduated and I thought that it was going to be like, like ministry was going to be exploding, doing all these rallies and stuff. I graduated with like, I felt like nothing. Like mm-hmm. I got kind of off track and did some things that like weren't really, um, God didn't really have for me, but I graduated and I was working at Bite Squad for like two months. And I was like, God, what did you do? Like, you brought me up here. Like, people thought I was dumb for coming up here. Like, I had a lot of other opportunities, but I knew I was called here. Like, what is going on? And it's cool because what I realized was that, like, God was still, just because I graduated second internship doesn't mean I was done with, um, with being trained and I was done with, like, this season of life. Like, mm-hmm. the next season of life, I ended up working at uh, Pulse, and I was trained even more for... Um, in working with people and doing these different things to be able to have the, have the position I do now, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so I want to say that like in your two years in disciple internship, you may think once you graduate, everything that you are going to get from it, by the time you graduate, you've gotten it, but that's not true. Like no, It's yeah. like an investment. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's like you invested your time these two years and, and like as you move on through your life, you slowly like 
realize like, wow, that was something I got in DI that just came up now, Dang. you know? Yeah. And it's like, and one of those things for me was not try, like not having to, that I don't have to have it all together. Dang. That's something that I know God put in my heart in disciple internship, but just in this past couple of weeks, he's really been dealing me dealing with me on, you know? And so, yeah, like you're, you're going to continue seeing these things, like seeing things that he started in disciple internship, but he's going to, they're going to come up later on, you know? Yeah. Because the two years weren't just, you got all you got in those two years. Right. Mm -hmm. He deposited something in you in those two years Damn. that is going to be with you like the rest of your life, yeah. you know? Like that's what Terrence said, there's going to be like a huge harvest coming, you know? So yeah, that, I took that too. Like for me, like I was like, man, I grabbed that because oh, yeah. mm -hmm. you know it's like, all right. I mean, I know what I, you know what God wants me to do. So I'm just waiting for those doors to open. And, right. Yeah, you know. But <coughs> what about you, Nate? You had a long time to think. Yeah. <laughs> now you're um, on the spot. So I keep, I keep bringing things back to the relationship with God, which is because no, yeah. this thing is like, no, it's, it's everything. The, it's the it's, biggest yeah. thing to me. Yeah. It's yeah. Everything. So I came in. All I wanted was a relationship with God. Mm. My main reason for coming in. And I was expecting to learn what that step-by-step -step blueprint is to taking mm. steps and cross that threshold of getting mm. a relationship with God and hearing His voice. Yeah. Um, but throughout my time here, I come to find out that there is no step-by-step. -step, there is no right. blueprint. There is no threshold. Yeah. Like, when you get born again and you get baptized with the Holy Spirit, you have it. Everything's available. Everything's available. You have it. It's like, we make it so complicated yep. sometimes. And it's it's not like, like Terrence says, like, Jesus didn't die on the cross just to make it extremely hard to hear from him, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And like what I've come to, fi to find is it's super easy to hear his voice. You yeah. know, it's... Right just don't make it complicated i don't know like i'm very blunt with it i don't know how else to say it but um jim says this jim says that what he's found with a lot of um pastors and with himself is that the people that um that hear the easiest are those that just simply believe yeah all you got to do is believe yeah. um they like i don't know how to explain that but they just believe yeah. You know, um, Jim says usually times the first thing that comes to his head, he just runs with it. 99% of the time, it's God. I started doing that, and I can say that's 100% accurate, that 99% wow. of the time, it's God. No, I know exactly what you're talking yep, about. Yep, yep. Like, yeah. so, I was not expecting, you know, a relationship with God to be easy. Like, I thought it was extremely hard, and I had yep. to cross this threshold. Yeah. to get that but yeah. it was right in front of me the mm -hmm. whole time you know right. I just had to just had to grab it and that's crazy would you, you know? say it's almost more like you're it, it's almost it's not like you're trying to achieve a relationship with God but it's like you're trying to push past all the noise to like yeah the, it's always been there but it's just been covered up and like yeah, absolutely by your by your own thoughts by distractions yeah. your like the way you've taught to think mm -hmm. culture all the stuff you take in when you're on this for 10 hours a day yeah. <laughs> like there's so many things trying to occupy your mind yeah you know that we make it too complicated just to focus on him right I mean, so you know if we have some we have some people watching probably that are in high school or whatever like if they want to take the next step in like developing a relationship with God what would you 
I would say this. This Tell is what them. I like, did. Where, where would they start? This is what I did. And this is what uh, Kenneth Copeland and Gloria Copeland did. Uh, they would start off with simple stuff. Uh, I was reading a, a devotion one day, and Kenneth was like, he just started practicing hearing God's voice. Lord, what tie should I wear? The blue one? Or the green one. Mm-hmm. You're gonna feel stupid at first. I yeah. felt <laughs> I felt stupid doing it. I felt like I was talking to myself. Felt like I was hearing nothing. Yeah. But as time went on, uh, I kept practicing that. I kept feeling like stronger and stronger that I was hearing that voice. Like I was expecting it to be an audible voice. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, like you guys hear me now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's it. It's like, like from it's, the inside. Yes, like, it's literally yeah. from the inside, like right here. Um, and. Yeah. Just keep practicing that because I when I practiced that in, in certain things and that would come up in disciple internship or wherever else when I needed to rely on God, where I needed to hear God's voice for a situation, mm-hmm. um, I would use that. I would go with the first thing that came to my mind and I practiced hearing his voice. Yeah. Later, it turns out that was God. There was no other way yeah. I couldn't have been God. Yeah. Um, like just just practice and and he yeah. will confirm you through the yes. day sometimes too like, yes yeah. ask him ask him to confirm <laughs> yeah. it ask yeah. him to confirm it like i'll sum this up as simple as i can um or as fast as i can talk, talk about israel yeah okay good. Do it. so good. we're in israel around the sea of galilee nice. and another thing expect to hear from god yeah expect to hear from yeah. him i was expecting to hear something from him yeah um don't think he's not going to speak to you because he is yeah. It always was, even right. when you weren't thinking that exactly. he was. Mm-hmm. Um, Israel, boat at sea. We were on the boat on the Sea of Galilee. I was expecting to hear from God. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, I thought I heard play basketball again. I'm like, mm, I get that. I'm not playing ball again. And uh, I heard again, play basketball again. And sometimes I also know as God, this is how I like to picture it. My heart is like, that red boxing thing and Jesus is there and he's like pounding away <laughs> at it sometimes like if I have to do something or he's speaking sometimes yeah um but I was like okay well if it's you prove it to me three times um and he's like, yeah he's, he's like bet <laughs> game on next day talked to three different people same conversation they all started the conversation it was about me playing ball in high school um and a little bit after that, never seen him before, never seen him again after. Three different uh, shops in uh, Jerusalem, they were selling basketball yarmulkes. <laughs> after that, uh, three of us went to the first game of the season for the Jerusalem basketball team, and we only stayed for three quarters. <laughs> so, and I didn't realize this till afterwards, but God oh, yeah. proved it to me three times, yeah. three different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's like you ask him to confirm something, like he'll do it. You know, whether you're paying attention or not, but you're gonna realize it sooner or later. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be and, like, yeah. yeah. Wait, I just yeah, right. yeah. Just ask him to confirm it, like you know, and that it, it, it like reinforced the fact that he is speaking to me. Mm-hmm. He does love me. He does want to show me that yeah. he is speaking to me. He does want me to keep my yeah. ears yeah. open and listen. You know, um, and it just reinforces that I do hear from God. Yes. Because, yeah. like, so I did hear from him when he said play basketball again. Yeah. yeah. Notice know? how everything that you did reinforced the inward witness inside of you. It wasn't like you were, like, going around telling everyone and, like, and like kind of orchestrating it on your own. Right, right. Like, that's one thing that people can get weird with is they, yeah. like, they try to almost orchestrate it or they say, it'll be like, 
I like that. Like they like this girl, and they'd be like, God, if I like this girl, have her. They'll be saying like out loud and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's like you don't want to just be talking out loud and everything because that one can't be in your mind. Yeah. But if you're just talking all the time and like saying, if it's God, do this, yeah. and it's crazy weird stuff. Yeah. That's obviously like that's just weird. That's yeah. you getting the answer that you want. That's yeah. But but Nate's was different because he he right. forgot about like he heard it in right. his heart. And he's like, God, confirm it. He didn't right. say how. He didn't say what to do. And then he forgot about it. You yeah. Know? Well, and what I love about that, too, is like the idea of play basketball again didn't just come to you for no reason either. Right. Like it wasn't just you thinking for giggles, let's start playing ball again. It yeah. was like God had a plan for that because what happened when you started playing ball again? I started losing weight. Well, that, but I started also, losing didn't, you, away. didn't you get a job out of it, though? Oh, I did. Yeah. I did. I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> here's I'm, me giving I'm you training, this bait. And yeah, you just, yeah, I'm doing, I'm, I'm, sorry, this way. I'm doing training yeah. now, too. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you train two kids in basketball yeah. for a job. Yeah, yep. it's going to start growing, too. So. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I, I just That's love insane. that, like, something you loved. God brought it back to you, and I then forget that. yeah, I, I missed them last week. I didn't take them last week yeah. to camp. Well, yeah, so but I, I, I just love that it was like something that you did for fun growing up has become yeah. like something that mm-hmm. you can do yeah. as an adult That's and yeah, still maybe. like make yeah. progress with yeah. it. That's yeah. so involved. Like for the people that are listening, they want to strengthen their relationship with God. Involve Him. Like, yeah. The, yeah, the small yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you supposed if you can't? Like those small things that don't mean anything is a great time for you to practice. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, because yeah. if you end up wearing the wrong tie, like what's the big deal? You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like if you're just not gonna do anything, and then all of a sudden you have this huge crisis, you're probably not gonna have enough. Like it's all available to you, but you're probably not gonna. You're gonna deal with too much like condemnation or like mm-hmm. not yeah. like insecure or like unbelief to be able to deal with it. So if you just start involving him in every area of your life, like he's with you everywhere you go, you yeah, like, ask him. What do I want today? <laughs> yeah, like, like, why not? Right. Like, but yeah. if you develop that now, you'll slowly and slowly become more and more confident and you'll find yourself yeah. walking in the things that you've seen in your heart right. or that you've wanted, you've longed for, you know? Yeah, yeah I like what Trey said, practice his presence. Mm-hmm. God's, you are in, you're spending time with God when you're reading the word when you're worshiping, when you're talking with him, when you're talking about him with other people. Um, Even like some things like God told me before to ask him to play video games with me. Oh, dude, yeah. Well, I, the whole thing I talked about for the Assassin's Creed episode, 10 episodes ago. Hi, it's episode 20 now. How did that happen? Um, But yeah, just being open to what he wants to say to you through that. Cause like it's available. Yeah. It's just being available. He's always going to like talk to you in the way that is going to be appealing to you. He knows how to reach you. Yeah. Yeah. He's relatable. He he won't never ask you to do something weird or like make you try weird things. No. Well, and that's... (laughs) Uh, that's why I like you said the word focus and that like Caleb yeah well Caleb said that like at graduation last night like the word he had for us was focus just giving God your attention like in anything that you do and for me like for the longest time I didn't want to play video games I didn't want to like just be listening to secular music or whatever or like watching random shows because I, I didn't want anything to have my focus but God and if you're just open to receiving from him, it like yeah. he can use even what you might see as noise, as distraction, as whatever to speak to you. Because it's like I, this whole like metaphor of a champion it has been like big on my heart lately. And it's uh, like I, again, I, I talked so much about Cassandra in uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, yeah. but like yeah. there were other examples. Like uh, I kind of 
uh, out of nowhere took on this big adversary that I wasn't supposed to take on for another five levels and I still beat him. And it was like one of those things where I'm like, no matter like what the obstacle is, like it's a stupid illustration, but it's still like that illustration of like through God, I have the power to overcome whatever's thrown my way. And that's been keeping me afloat for the (coughs) past three months because I've been so exhausted. So like drowned in all of the noise, honestly, that like, yeah, yeah, all of my obligations, all of these other things that want to pull my focus. It's like getting back to the basics and getting back in Mm -hmm. to where I'm meant to be. Yeah. It's just like rooting myself on him. Yeah. That's yeah. Been, the only person yeah. that can slow you yourself down is you. Yeah. God's oh, I love not that. God's like you can't get ahead. What do they talk about? Like you can't get ahead of God. Yeah. Right. Like you can go as fast as you want to go in your relationship with him and in your intimacy with him in um, the depth with him as you want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing that's going to keep you back are the things that you learned that were religion right. and your own right. Yeah, your own Yeah, your own brain. Yeah. Your own stuff. So Yeah. yeah. That's, that's crazy. Good. Right. Well, no, but yeah, and even even just that, uh, stay connected with, yeah. with For real people as well. Yeah. Because he won't isolate you. Yeah. Right. Uh, because even through that, like through relationships, like he'll 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 talk to you through there. And, yeah. Yeah. And whoever you hang out the most will definitely influence you to doing good things yeah. because yeah, being alone is it sucks too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah, and if you guys want to know more, uh, I mean these guys. Hit them up, uh, especially uh, you know, um, for for DI. Oh yeah, you know, N- not that yeah. we're sponsored or yeah. anything, but we would literally not yeah. be doing this if we and, hadn't gone and, through this. Yeah, and, and, so. and honestly, yeah. like th- yeah. this program, it, it taught me a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, something that, like you know, obviously we gave our, our point of view of how our, our perspective on how God taught us in this journey, and I feel that even after going to college and whatever, mm-hmm. I got so much knowledge out of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and not just, like, spiritual, like, religious. No, it's more like real-world stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. And, and anything that you go through in the in the real life or out there, you'll learn it here. And, and believe it or not, all the principles that they talk about in the world, they're all based in the Bible. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Again, yeah. not that we're sponsored, but Matt, if you want to give a quick <laughs> yeah. spiel, yeah. All, all of us are on the promo team for, right, for sure. Disciple Internship, except yeah. for you, Eric. So yeah. I'm like, here, yeah. give give the us the rundown. Thing, the only thing I want to say is honestly, if you want to know more about Disciple Internship, you can reach out. I'm not going to yeah. talk about it anymore. But what I want to say, which what I really care about, is if you're watching this and you are unsure, maybe you're in high school, maybe you're a young adult and college didn't work out for you and you're kind of just questioning or wondering what God has next for you, I want to help you. Like I want to help you discover what God has next for you (coughs) and to give you confidence that it is God. And so I really feel like in this position that God's given me, my mandate is not to get people into disciple internship. It's to help young people discover what God has next for them. I love that. And so I, and that like, I do care. I care about your um, your relationship with God and your call. And so I would love to help you. Um, you can reach out to me. Um, I'll put your tag yeah, we'll in there. Put our tag in here. Like honestly, like I love oh, helping yeah. young people. And so if you just need someone to talk to, or if you have some oh, questions, yeah. we'd love to. We'd love yeah. to chat. So. And we we always mention this to everybody. To our followers, uh, 
we're here to talk to you. So yeah. 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 send us a lot of stuff. We have no agenda either. Like, there's no agenda. Yeah. We're just, we just care about you, honestly. 24-7. And that may sound weird. You may have people in the past that have said they care about you and had an agenda. But when you have the love of God in you, like we were talking about, you truly just care about people. Yeah. You don't have an agenda. That's true. Right? And so that's what we're trying to convey to you. And, 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 yeah. and at the end of the day, it's not to our benefit. Like No. It's right. not. It's for your benefit. Like, you end up winning and learning a lot about yourself yeah well and uh, again i have nothing but free time now which is such a weird feeling so if you need someone to talk to what's up yeah hit me up my phone or instagram will add yours instagram well you don't have instagram but come and talk to me weirdo you can come find him in the coffee house snapchat find him snapchat you're just gonna lurk there all summer i hope someone comes to talk to me or phone numbers well, yeah, I'm not distributing Nate's phone number. That could get bad real fast. I'll throw my phone number. <laughs> it's right here. All right. No, we're not going to do I was that, like, I can edit it in. Just, just I know we're face. finished and stuff, but... Can I say one more thing? Yeah, I was going to ask if you had final comments, oh, but... Uh, no, no, you go first. No, 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 well, I was just going to say, could we talk about the end game? What oh yeah okay so like that uh, i had so much fun like y'all don't understand man i missed out so much of that because uh, oh of my, my role gosh. but uh How yeah go, go ahead we had a, a night game one of the final days of camp oh my god and uh it, matt we, it was your whole idea yeah. do you want to give a, a spiel you about what you did what so, you planned a short spiel not, so not made and no, here's what we had no no here's what happened here's what happened here's what happened caleb waldner told me this that they would find they would hide a rubber chicken at his camp as a kid and whoever found it would like get a prize and so we were talking just me and him you were in the room yeah i'll give you credit when your part of the story comes into the into the mix and i was like caleb that's amazing and then i was like it just hit me i'm like what if we did that with the infinity stones and so that's how it started that's how it started and then i brought nate in Nate loved it. We talked to Pastor Dustin. Pastor Dustin loved it. And from there, we're like, wow, we should make it a night game. We should do this, this, and that. And um, essentially what happened was Nate, honestly, couldn't have done it without him. Couldn't have done it without these two boys at the camp. <laughs> we basically scattered 1,000 ping pong balls throughout all of Camp Shaman. 1,400, actually. It was 1,100, but yeah. 1,100, okay. sorry. 11,000. 11,000 ping pong balls throughout 11, Camp Shaman during... 1100, yeah. Yeah, you said 11,000. I'm like, that oh, would be way too yeah, many. Yeah, 1100. I wish it was 11,000. 1100 ping pong balls throughout all of Camp Chaminade and 400 glow sticks. We did that during service. Honestly, it was a sacrifice because everyone said service was amazing. Um, but, we and then, that entire service. what yeah. we did was we got an infinity gauntlet, and after service, we shut, like, we made everyone stay in um, the sanctuary. And we recorded this video with this voiceover with the Avengers music, and it was John Gap doing this monologue. The production value that it went was into an, that. It was, it, was, it was amazing. It was amazing. And so John Gap goes up with the Infinity Gauntlet and a Thanos mask on while his monologue's going on, so it looks like he's talking, but it was just a voiceover. Oh, oh, real quick. So the whole thing was we each had teams that we were on, so it was like Team Spider-Man. We were team, team leaders as well as cabin counselors. So at this point, we had quite a few points <laughs> and stuff for each yep, team. We had points oh, yeah. from the games that we would do during the day, right? But team Thor had so many. So what happened was John went up there, and after his monologue talking about completing the Infinity Stones, because he's playing the role of Thanos, he does the snap, and everything shuts down. 
people literally thought the power went out, right? That's what I heard. <laughs> Everything shuts down, goes I black. Then all of a sudden, on the screen pops up all the team's points, senior high and junior high, and it just starts going down. And it's like the yeah, it's like a red number, and it's just trickling down all the way till they got cut in half. <coughs> they got cut in half. And it was super cool. I'll, I'll spare the rest of the details, but basically, they the night game was they had to go out and get ping pong balls that we scattered throughout the camp while us counselors were trying to catch them as children of Thanos and put them in jail. And if they brought those ping pong balls back to um, the HQ, which was the main sanctuary, put them in their bucket, they would get 1% of their points back through every ping pong ball. Uh, we had some cool other things that went on too, but it was it was just so much fun. It was so like cool. kids were freaking out; they were going crazy. Right before I stayed back, and right before uh, Caleb Baldner was giving the like the last part of the rules for the game, these middle schoolers they like kind of couple of them, like three of them, they like kind of went up to the doors to try to leave. They're like, can we get, can we get our shoes? Can we get our stuff? And me and Sabrina, Pastor Sabrina, are like, no, like you can't, like go that's back. That's crazy, fine, right? <laughs> and that, that's not crazy. I'll tell you what's crazy. That's what happened next. Like ten to fifteen middle schoolers gathered together in the back. And they're like talking, like, what's going on? And all of a sudden they look at us and they tried storming the, the doors. They tried storming and overtaking See, us. See, I didn't know that. And Sabrina I... was like, get back, get back. And she, she like went into like, so, into like so aggressive I can't even mode. Imagine that. She's like, get down there. And it was, and then she, then she started laughing afterwards because she was oh like, she thought God. it was funny. But like, they, they were like, and they walked back down. That is But can funny. you imagine those punks who I... tried to like, Storm us? Yeah, middle school punks, man. For real, yeah. like, what the heck? No, but the funny thing is Sabrina, like... Yeah. Right, that's the funniest <laughs> part about it. I'm just a dainty woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. but just imagine, he, the last thing I'll say about the night game, it was so much fun. As children of Thanos, we were, we were doing all... You could think of different ways, um, all the different ways that we could uh, try to lure kids in or get them into jail. Uh, we were doing, and then my favorite one was I would pick up some glow sticks... And I had these two middle school girls who didn't want to play walking around with me to provide a little more, um, like, cover, you know? Yeah, yeah uh, credibility. And I was like, hey, does anyone know where the collector is? Because there was a collector they could... Uh, <laughs> that was me. I was the collector. You were the collector. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell them quickly about the collector okay. that I'll so, uh, glow sticks were, like, the currency of the realm, I think we were calling Those it. were scattered. Four and yeah. were scattered, yeah. Pim particles. Pim particles. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> But they would bring me these glow sticks and they could get like get out of jail free cards. A cinch or, bag to keep their ping pong balls in. Yeah, or um, like they could bring ping pong balls and like do one of those carnival games where you try to land it in a mason jar uh, to earn like if, if you landed one, you got five. But so many people just did not make the shot. So th that, that was what I was doing was while amazing. these guys were just chasing children around. The collector but, was amazing. And so yeah, no great. one knew where the collector was. So I would take the cover of the two too. middle school girls and my glow sticks and be like, hey, does anyone, because it was dark out, I'm like, hey, does anyone know where the collector is? Like, trying to find him, I have like 20 glow sticks. Then they'd come up to me and they'd be like, yeah, the collector's over here. And I'd talk with them for a little bit and then I'd get him in jail. It was so much fun, guys. <laughs> it was hilarious. Okay. Like, my sister was telling me, uh, so the, the sanctuary was up this hill from the dining sister? room. You have Kaylee a sister? Oh, Kaylee, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, so uh, she would lurk on this hill that was like, between the dining hall and the, the the chapel. So it was like the dining hall is up here and the chapel is down here and the, oh, yeah. the road goes down. But uh, there were these rocks along the hill and she would hide behind them and scatter like glow sticks that she had gotten from kids and it had like oh, yeah. 25 glow Trap. sticks just scattered in the middle of the road. And then she would pop out and scare the kid and like three or four kids just rolled down the rest of the that, hill oh to the dining gosh, hall. She was just cackling about it's it, so it was funny. amazing. That's the last thing we forgot to mention is we, we put these Avenger artifacts like Thor's hammer, oh, yeah. Spider-Man mask, Iron Man mask, stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. We scattered 
scattered them throughout camp. And this is where, what? Eric, if you want to leave, you can, and we'll tell the story. Oh my God. If you want to stay, you okay. can, too. So there I was want this embarrassing. Here. Okay. I want to So, yes. one of the things I had at the collector's stand was this set of keys, and it went to this lockbox that was hidden out in the wild. And the lockbox had uh, a full jailbreak card, so that they could let everyone who was in jail out. It had an Avengers artifact. I think it was, like, Black Which, if you got an Avenger artifact... You became an Avenger, and now you could freeze a child of Thanos and hold him there. Yeah, so you could stop any of the counselors from getting your friends. Yeah. But it also had ten ping pong balls, and it was which would be ten percent of your team's total points. Yeah, that's crazy. So we had this lockbox hidden somewhere, and I had the keys, so they had to come and buy the keys from me as the collector. Yeah, how many glow sticks like, was it? Wait, it was two hundred. So like you had to have a lot of glow sticks in order to get the keys. I think like halfway through the night we cut it down to one, but. It was a lot. But, uh, so at, like, halfway through the night, you thought it would be a good idea to, like, let's bring out the lockbox. we hit it somewhere. We hit it somewhere. Guys. Tell the story, Nate. Eric Badillo is the most unsmooth person I have ever met in my life. While trying to be smooth. While trying to be smooth. That's the thing. (laughs) And this is just one of the many examples that I have. Oh, my God. I I love you, Eric. I hit, I love you too, man, but, you know, sometimes, okay. Just roast him. All right. He deserves it. We had the lockbox. Roast him as The lockbox, the lockbox is supposed to be, like, the jack, the jack box. Of the like, jackpot, yeah. yeah, the jackpot, yeah, the jackpot, and it has uh, a get out of free jail card. Yeah, it has yeah. an artifact in there, the Black Panther one, and then it has ping pong balls in there. So this is like really supposed to help your team out. So I hit it right behind a shed. It was gray. So like just like this on the ground, I put glow sticks all around. I even put a glow stick in there, and you're only um, like so glow sticks are around so you can see where it is. Um, and then some kid, I guess, took a, the glow sticks and took away the light from where the lockbox was. So it was hard to find, but that's the kid's mm-hmm. fault. Um, and the lock unless they came and talked to me. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the lockbox is supposed to be there, be hidden um, for a reason. <coughs> and then Eric listened to these two people that didn't make the game, and then he's like, "Oh, I have the lockbox." And then Josh Weekman comes up and he's like, "If you want it, you have to you have to solve my riddle." And otherwise, you're not gonna get it. And Josh, and then what did you say? You tagged him or something? No, he no, tagged, he tagged oh. him. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But, but he was hiding the Spider-Man mask. Yeah, yeah. So then and Josh, I didn't know he was Spider-Man. Josh comes over and then he's like, "Ha!" Tags Eric frozen. He's like, "I'll take the lockbox." Eric, Eric gives it to him. Eric gives it to him. And he's if you're like, frozen, I would have been like, "No, bro, I'm frozen. You can't even get it out." Mm-mm. Frozen. <laughs> No, Eric's like here. Yeah, give it. it he's on, he's on Team Hulk. Hulk that was my team. Was, we won all of camp, by the way. He had a Josh OP Beatman. team. Shout out seventy five ping pong balls. Sit down, sit down, because because your girls were even athletic and like soldiers and stuff. Like, That's not my bad. That's not he had a he had a OP team, and then you even and then win, you right. getting win. more points. We about to end right now because it's gonna get heated. Like, so just, y'all, okay, just, y'all. we're just gonna keep going. Just let him go. Just oh let him go. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, so yeah, Eric, drama. Eric got absolutely flamed by a camper. Let's just say that it was so yeah. funny. Like, he got finessed. I got finessed. That's what happened. Like you the, did get like finessed, Professor Finessed. No, my gosh. I'm not gonna tell. No, story. please tell that story because right. I like it's roasting a, Eric. It's okay. great. On that note, this if man people... got to get to work. Oh, right, right, so, right, right. Can I say one more thing that I want? I yeah, feel yeah, like, sorry. We, we cut I you off like, with the story. I feel like I have to say it. Um, I wasn't going to say it, but I feel like I have to. Um, and this is like 
backtrack into um yeah let's get back to serious business (laughs) this like backtracks to hearing uh like practicing hearing god's voice so gloria she was doing the same thing practicing hearing the lord's voice um one night she felt like um god was telling her uh hey go outside and go check your car your car lights are on and she was like i always turn my car lights off i never forget to turn them on she goes out there sure enough her car lights are on um and i would like with stuff like that um or any situation where you feel like god's telling you something ask yourself what's the worst that can happen and then after you ask yourself and you figure out what that worst thing is find out if that's bigger than your god Mm. because it's not Mm. wow so that would be my encouragement just go for it because wait but what, what what happened though like did she go check it? Was, oh yeah, it she, was on, her yeah. car lights were on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. yeah. But, so, but it's from practicing. Oh, yes. I, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I thought it was gonna be like go check your lights, and there was like something going on crazy oh. that. She, oh no, like, it was just it was just her, she left her car oh, lights okay, on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And sorry, like, no, 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 I was just I was just gonna say like, God's bigger than any situation that yeah. you might face. Like, yes. I almost look at life like high school. When you graduate high school, it's not gonna matter. You know what I'm saying? Like when we get when we yeah. get to heaven, you're gonna look at things that happen in life and you're like, Psh, yeah, nothing. you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. nothing's nothing's too big for your God. Boom. Dang. Last thing, drop. Be done. I want to <laughs> add on that. Logically, like if you're thinking just logically all the time, you're probably gonna miss what God's saying. Yeah, right. oh, dang, and that's yeah. because you're deciding that your brain, you have enough information to make all the right judgments and all the right answers on everything. Right. And basically, you're, I mean, in one way, you're calling yourself the ultimate judge and the ultimate, like, you know everything. But, buddy, and are you really smarter than God? For real. For real. Are you? Like, God sees everything. Right. So even with, like, making a decision after high school, like, just because people say that, oh, that doesn't make sense, like, don't don't discount that as it's not God. Mm. No. Because God yeah. sees the full picture and he sees yeah. things you can't see. And so if you keep living your life by, oh, that makes sense, that doesn't make sense, <laughs> In the moment, yeah. you're probably going to miss some things he's trying to yeah. share with you. Mm-hmm. And to yeah. get, like, logic's great. We all love logic, but it's not above doing ultimately what you feel like God has put yeah. in your heart. Just not following society. Be the nine, real. Be the 5%. Yeah. Dang. Be the 5%. Well, okay. Yeah. I, I'm but, that much more profound now. We'll actually wrap up this episode. So thank you so much, yeah. uh, you Nate and Matt, for joining us Even this week. Even though you were roasting me for a while, but whatever. I mean, when you get so, Nate roasting also always comes with their package deal yeah, you should have known yeah. <laughs> i wish i you wish i could tell you guys this. the movie theaters no uh, we'll talk about it another sometime day. later um, we'll talk about i'll tell you guys day. about the movie we'll theater. have you back again yeah that just means we have to have nate oh. <laughs> we will have so. nate we'll have yeah. nate all right but yeah. thank you guys for tuning in uh just don't forget to like us to follow us your uh watch your videos and uh youtube soundcloud apple Podcasts, spotify so yeah and my cash uh, app is i'm, just <laughs> I'm no, putting your cash <laughs> tag your friends uh, tag your friends and uh like i said once again if you guys need to talk to any of us we'll put in our our links and um that's it and phone yeah. numbers perhaps no phone, no phone numbers. numbers. Y'all are single, but we're not making that happen. No, we're not talking about phone numbers, okay? We're just like help. Eric, we okay, talked about right. this earlier. Okay, all right. On the note, so, we're uh, and here. if you see Trey, don't forget to tell him that you love him. Yeah. And give him a yeah. hug. And give him a hug. Nate will not yeah. be returning tenderly correct to this podcast. Tenderly correct. No, no. I don't like that you're doing that. He doesn't like. 
All right. He doesn't we're like done. hugs. Wait, wait, wait. We're yeah. Okay, okay. No, we're, no, we're no. done. We're no, done. No, he doesn't like hugs. He likes we're cuddles. Done. You're late for work. He likes okay. cuddles. Cuddles. Stay fresh. Give him a kiss on the cheek. We're out. I'm cutting off. Here we go.